Good morning, Tribuke Oak Church and Reverend John McCaig. I am so honored that you asked me to come today and share a sermon with you. I bring you greetings from New Hope Church, and we pray that you are well and safe. As you know, I am coming from the text, 1 Samuel, the third chapter, the first through the twelfth verse. God is still pursuing us. That's the message. And I think we need to know that because we're living through some of the most violent and divided days of our lives. COVID deaths, political uprising and insurgents add to the heaviness that exists within the soul. Isolation, frustration, misrepresentation, miseducation, bad race relations cover the landscape of our society. And yet God is still pursuing us trying to shake us awake from the distracting rhetoric of hate, lies, and personal agendas. God is still pursuing us, waking us up from media nightmares and inviting us to turn toward a new righteousness and a new peace and a new justice. God wants to use us for good in the world. And from out of any insurrection and dereliction, well, God is still pursuing us, calling us by name. And we can't get too far away or too distracted or we'll not be able to hear this call. We'll not be able to discern God's voice. When I was little, I could play all over my neighborhood, but I had to stay within the range of my mother's call. Her outdoor voice went as far to the left as Miss Roseman's house and as far to the right as Miss Ellis's house. But it was to my own detriment if I fell outside that call range. And the church must stay within your earshot of God's voice, God's call. The church must discern and know the call of God. The church must stay awake in order to be the beacon of light and hope that redeems and restores and speaks truth into communities that are weary and worn. We are the church. And we must be the earpiece and the mouthpiece in the fight for freedom and justice and hope and radiance. It is the church that is to identify with Jesus, the Savior who paved the way for all of us, who paved the way for the least of these to be affirmed as, as righteous, worthy, and worth standing up for. Yes, God is still pursuing us. Because, as we used to say in South Carolina, the church ain't supposed to be running with the media down misaligned roads of personal interest. Because the church can't get so caught up in what's happening in the world that it forgets its obligation to the world. Can I get an amen? We are to follow the example of Christ in and out of season. We are to hear the prophetic words of Isaiah who points us to a Messiah because God was calling Isaiah to tell us a truth that we had to have and know that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free. Don't you know that's why Jesus came? Jesus came because God said, I can't just be divine. I have to be human too. I need to pursue you on a more intimate basis in a more intimate way so that we could draw a little closer to the prophetic pursuit of God. God brought Jesus into the world. 
clear your ears, open your eyes, and turn your whole self toward the cross. The insurrection and the dereliction has been hit with resurrection so that we can take the pathway of the cross and be the voice of truth, justice, faith, and love. God is still pursuing us, just like we get to see in 1 Samuel, the third chapter, the first through the twelfth verse. Here we have this young boy, Samuel, all of 12 years old, and he's walking into his awakening. He's laying in bed when God called him the first time, called him by name. And he thought it was the priest Eli calling. So he got up and went to Eli, and Eli said, you go on back to bed, boy. I did not call you. And then Samuel went on back to bed, but he heard it again. And he ran to Eli, and Eli said, I did not call you. Samuel laid back down, and God called Samuel again. And Samuel went to Eli, and Eli imparted Eli's wisdom and truth upon young Samuel. And he said, if you hear your name called again, stay within the range. And you need to say, it is me, Lord, speak, for your servant is listening. Samuel went back into bed. And he was positioned within the range of God's voice. And the Lord came and the Lord stood there calling as he had done other times. Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. Oh, I love Samuel's new awakening. That's a good word right there. That's a good word for and a timely one for this moment in time. But we're not going to focus on Samuel as much as we're going to focus on the power today in God's pursuit. God waited on Samuel to wake up and to see that he could walk in the abiding and in the range of God's discernment and God's gift. And just like Samuel, God pursues us, believing in us and calling on us. Just like Samuel, God believes and pursues us, just like he did for Moses, believing in us and pursuing us and calling us, just like he did for Ruth, pursuing us and believing in us and calling on us, just like he did for Jesus, pursuing Pursuing us, believing in us, calling on us to attend to his hurting people, to envision a beloved community as a community based on truth and opportunity and the love of one's fellow human beings. God is calling on us to walk in wisdom, hope, and truth. God pursues us and invites us to stand in solidarity for those who sought to protect in the midst of insurrection. There's a gospel singer by the name of Andre Crouch, and he had a song that was used in the movie, The Color Purple. Now, what I want to share with you is Reverend H. Becker Hicks interpretation of that song. One of the things that Reverend Hicks said was that in, in this motion picture adaption of Alice Walker's novel, The Color Purple, the main character, one of the main characters, Shug Avery, leaves Harpo's juke joint on her way to church that was pastored by her estranged father. She was on a forced march through a cotton field, but she was accompanied by an impromptu choir that was following her along and singing on their way a song. And they were singing, maybe God is trying to tell you something. Shug was in the range of God's voice. 
All she had to do was listen. And the choir continued to sing and remind her, God is trying to tell you something. And the unspoken implication is that in trying times, it's important to listen for the lesson and to hear the voice of God within that lesson. The task for those of us who are attracted to these thoughts is not to see God in our stories, but to imagine our story is in God's plan and purpose. And we're somehow learning to lean on and see our humanity and divinity in God's persistent pursuit of our hearts. God is pursuing us right now. Maybe God is trying to tell us something. Ephesians 5.14 says, So it is said, Wake up, O sleeper. Rise up from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. Listen to Isaiah 61. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Rejoice right now and know that God is here pursuing peace. God is here calling us by name. God is here promising us restoration. God is here. God is calling us. God is pursuing us to a new love, a new peace, a new hope. Tribuco Canyon, it's for us to give out to the world. God is in pursuit of our hearts. No matter how much we see a hardened world, God pursues us to be the very ones to follow the example of Christ and be the change makers and the hope sharers and the faith givers that restores community. I'm going to ask you, to pray for New Hope Church. And we're going to pray for you. And together, we'll make a difference in the world as those prayers and that intentionality spreads itself upon a community, upon a nation that needs the bearers of God's truth to walk hand in hand, knowing and seeing that God's promise is real and that we live by a notion and a truth and a blessed understanding that God is still pursuing us. May you be blessed, and I pray that we meet real soon.